everybody, welcome to the New Dad City Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin P. The lead up to that moment is a whirlwind of emotions. You're nervous, you're excited, so get comfortable, grab yourself a notepad if you want to take some notes. You know, it's just, it's going to be completely unexpected. Do you feel like having kids stopped, like your big plans, like why can't they be part of your dreams? This intense connection can sometimes make dads feel on the sidelines. Welcome back, everybody, to the New Dad City Podcast. Once again, my name is Kevin P., and I wanted to propose this thought that I had to you guys, and I apologize for getting this episode out late. It has been just crazy today. Uh, But anyway, moving in to my question, I guess I want to ask, because I've been asking myself this, with my son only being five months old, how can I ensure that time spent with him is meaningful and impactful, I guess you could say. So I did some thinking and I thought about how I would want somebody to spend quality time with me. And when it comes to quality time, I came up with three things that I appreciate when somebody spends time with me or engages with me in conversation. One is active listening Two is they are not distracted. And three is they engage in the topic of interest that I'm discussing or different topics throughout our conversation. Now to elaborate on these, what I wanted to focus on was how I'm trying to engage and spend quality time with my five-month-old because it can be difficult, I think, in my experience because I don't know what to do or I'm limited to the things that I can do. And with new dads that have kids that are just my son's age or younger or close to it, I, I can empathize with the struggles with spending quality time because it's like, you know, do I take them out with me to the grocery store and that's quote quality time. Do I take them with me to Home Depot when I need to shop for stuff around the house, et cetera, et cetera. You get, you get what I'm trying to say here, but let's start with active listening because I really, really thought on this. How can I portray this with an infant who can't communicate? So what I, what I came up with was, at only five months old, I just thought of the nonverbal cues that my son gives me. And since they, they can't express themselves verbally at that age, I, I feel it's essential to pay, pay attention to just the, the sounds that they make, the body movement, because they're starting to learn how to roll over, scoot, reach for things and show interest, and even facial expressions. And simply put, this this to me, what I thought of could, it's just responding to the the coos, you know, then the babbles, and similar sounds like that. And all you have to do is just respond by making that same sound. I've noticed that Axel will turn his head and look at me when I respond, whether it's talking normally like this, like I am with you guys, or with another adult, or somebody who can engage in conversation. But 
mimicking what he says. He's like, he snaps his head like, Ooh, what is that? And I think that, that, that will also show that show your wife that you're engaging and you're encouraging communication with your, with your little one. And it, it seems to be working for me with consistently responding to your, your infant's cues. They, the example I gave where he, he snaps his head and looks like to me, that represents that he feels seen and possibly understood. Like, I don't know. And I, I think that even going deeper than that, it, 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 creates this foundation maybe for like trust, like, Oh, I'm going to talk and make noise and I can trust that daddy or mommy is going to respond and that'll initiate playtime or something. It, it, with him snapping his head, it also helps him develop his learning or I'm sorry, not learning his hearing ability because he hears a sound and boom snaps to, to where it's at. The uh, the second one that I that I brought up was the limiting distractions. I cannot stand when somebody is on their phone when I'm trying to talk to them. I can't stand when they're looking around and it doesn't seem like they're engaged. It feels like they're more disengaged and they just don't give a crap. So with an infant, infants are very very highly perceptive to their surroundings and and they definitely pick up where your attention's at. And what I mean by this is numerous times where I've just been out of it and I'm just in Axel's presence to be near him. So he's comforted when I'm looking at the TV, his head is usually in the direction of what I'm looking at. They pick up where your eyes are at. And I've noticed that when I'm on my phone with him, like if I'm feeding him a bottle, he will get distracted and look towards the light of the phone not only because I'm looking at it, but because, you know, the colorful lights, they're, they're pretty and he wants to see them. By, so I've experimented with this and I, I've experimented with putting my phone away. And it's crazy how addicted you are and how you need to fill, quote, fill this void of time, this boring time. And I, I feel bad saying that because any time with my son is relished and it's, it's time that I can't get back. And I look at it like that and I don't try to guilt trip myself, but whenever I go to reach for my phone that we're all addicted to, you know, it sucks. I, I remind myself like, Hey, you're not going to get this time back. And also it, without the, the distraction of vibration or sound of your phone going off or videos you're watching, TikToks, Instagram reels, new dead city podcast, except maybe that might be an exception. <laughs> it 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 creates a, a calm environment for them. There's no noises that shock them. They're able to focus on what they're doing with whether it's playing or eating or even trying to get them down for a, a damn nap. It's it, you provide this undivided attention. I feel that even during those those routines, it strengthens your bond because when there's nothing distracting you, your soul focuses on the baby. And sometimes I've missed it where Axel will be making a noise. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then I look over and he's been staring at me the whole time. And I'm like, shit, like my son's been trying to talk to me and he's trying to get my attention. Daddy, look at me. And, 
and I don't, I don't want to take that, that away from him. And in, in, in these early stages, I've, I've noticed, like I said, just, just the presence during these interactions can significantly impact Axel's development. When I don't pay attention to him and I just kind of set him down, he doesn't really do anything like, yeah, he has his toys and his magical lights and Fisher Price piano songs with the bubblegum, purple bubblegum monkey thing. You guys know what I'm talking about. Probably. Ugh, I can't wait for that song to go away. Although I'll probably miss it. Who knows? But I feel like it impacts their development because when I'm not paying attention to him and doing tummy time with him and putting toys in front of him just out of reach for him to grab it, try to go for it, that that I feel like he's he's not developing fast enough or like I'm not being a good teacher as a parent. When and and another thing, when you're you're paying attention to your kid and you're doing this quality time. They know that they're the priority. They know that you're paying attention and engaging with them because of their responses to you. And the number one response for me is a smile or a giggle. Or he, he does this thing now where he goes like that right there. He blows bubbles in the side of his cheeks and stuff. It is the damn, it is the cutest damn thing in the world. But moving on, last one, engaging in interests. I love when somebody will share, even if they say, Okay, okay. Or they ask a question regarding what I'm talking about. Like that to me, even if they don't like the topic or the interest, at least they're engaging and asking questions because they can genuinely see that you're passionate about something and that you like it. With an infant, specifically five month old Axel, my boy, they may not have, he doesn't have a specific quote interest. He has his toys he loves playing with, he loves the crinkle little cloth books that he has. But that ties into showing preference. Like he definitely shows preference towards certain shows. I turned on a different video on YouTube to see if he would like it. And no, had a fit. He wants hay bear dancing sensory vegetables. That's the one he wants the summertime one. And he, he has his preference. We tried putting on miss Rachel and he was like, yeah, we tried putting on Cocomelon and he's like, yeah, this is okay. But you switch to the back to the vegetables and he's fully like, Laser eyes, laser eyes burning a hole through that damn TV. And and I, I I sit back and I kind of observe what he gets excited about, what ha- what calms him down, and what he gets curious about. So he gets curious about those crinkle books, and the he has this cube, this rattle cube. It's real tiny. It's probably about the size of like a quarter, like an inch by you know the dimensions are about an inch on each side. And it has these these tubes that wrap around it, kind of like it looks like a, a nucleus almost with the electrons and the and the protons circling it. But anyway, like he loves those sounds and he pays attention to that. He'll pay attention when there's a loud bang that, you know, somebody shuts the front door, somebody shuts the slider door, the dogs bark like he's like, huh? And it's like even sometimes I'll even pick him up and go, OK, let's go investigate, buddy. And he he loves it. He's like looking for where that sound came from. And that's just, to me, that's just a way of participating in what he wants to do, what he's looking at, what he's listening to. And another example I can think of is music. I've mentioned this before. He loves Deftones. He really does. He loves the ambiance that that band creates. He loves the vocals. He loves Chino's voice when he sings. I don't know why. He loves Limp Bizkit. (laughs) It's so funny. 
uh, I, I, we, I literally will spend time listening to music with him. I put on the Woodstock 99 concert where specifically Limp Bizkit and he just, he loves it. I'll pick him up and dance with him and he's loving it because daddy's holding him. We're giggling as I'm tickling him and I'm singing the songs to him. And you can just tell that he's really, really enjoying because you, you have that unbroken bond because you're his parent. Like he is half of you and he knows who you are as daddy. Nothing can change that. And the the engagement with doing just simple things like that, it, let's see how I want to word this. They're starting to develop a personality around this age. The faces they make, the sounds that they make, like how they react to things, like their personality is starting to come out. My son's personality is stubborn, but yet goofy and funny. And he knows he is. He damn well knows he is. And I think picking up on those things and playing off of that and their interests and their likes and what they pay attention to, that is you subconsciously valuing what your child is developing into their personality. It's kind of a way, it's almost like you're saying, I see what brings you happiness and what makes you laugh and what you're interested in. And I'm here to enjoy it with you. As simple as that. It, it enhances the, the, the bond further, this connection you have, but it also supports exploration and development and learning because when they hear a noise and they look, it's like, that's all they're limited to because they can't get up and just run down the steps yet and go see what it was. And, and it's been working out for me. It really, really has. And I got to remember it as a new dad. I don't know everything. It's learning on the fly or engaging with other dads that have this information and tips and tricks and stuff like that. That aren't the BS TikTok, Instagram hacks and trips and tricks and tips that don't ever friggin' work. And I, I find that applying just like these three principles that these three things that I mentioned, it, it definitely has helped Axel and I bond quicker and more efficiently because daddy isn't home all the time because he's working. He spends a lot of his time with Miss Sierra at his Montessori teaching and with mommy because dad is not here, which by the way, good news. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it. Uh, I've been trying to hardship and transfer to a new facility to do my job of air traffic control. And I've been doing that 90 minute drive. Like I've, I've mentioned to you guys, and we finally got word today that it was approved. It was just the most amazing feeling ever because the not only the first thing I felt relief was my wife that I would be home more for her and helping her out and just being around home more more in general and the second one was I thought holy cow work is like 20 to 30 minutes down the road depending on traffic and if I'm driving 30 minutes max one way and 30 minutes another that's an hour I was driving 3 hours total depending on traffic maybe 4 so I'm getting an extra two to, what, three hours at home? That is just valuable time that I get back now, all thanks to this finally getting approved. And it just, it presents this opportunity for me to be a better husband and to build this future with my family, be a better dad, more engaging dad. And I'm just ecstatic about it. 
Whew, it's just a giant sigh of relief, guys. It really is. But anyway, enough about that. I really, really hope you guys can find some value in my experience with what I shared just now in these 15 minutes. And I hope that you guys can take it and implement it. Uh, in the meantime, I started up a new Dead City newsletter. If you'd like to do that and join and get my story and still, you know, advice from other dads that I've talked with, I'm starting at like late stage pregnancy, and then we're going to explore the whole first year. So you'll get weekly newsletters in your email for 52 weeks. No matter what day you sign up, you start from zero. And in there, whether you went to the sleep hack guide, sign up or not, I'm giving it to you anyway, because it, people have told me it's been awesome. And I personally think it's awesome because I'm the one that developed it. Um, and the sleep hack guide, if you guys don't know, it helps the parent learn how to regain their sleep almost immediately. And it's a very quick read. It's very easy to read because I developed it where I didn't want to read something if I was tired, but I needed answers and that's kind of how I went with it. Um, but anyway, if you want access to all this, www.newdad.city backslash newsletter. And there you go. If you want the sleep hack guide, same website dot city slash sleep hack guide, all one word. And if you want to check me out on socials, I'm on, you know, pretty much everything, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and my handles at new dad city. Pretty simple. So if you don't mind, if you like this episode, share it with a new dad, drop a, uh, I guess a comment down in the bottom, something like that. It really helps out when you guys share the channel. I, I don't have any affiliates. I don't have any paid ads running for this. So just getting the word out and growing the audience is really all I want. Is really all I ask of you guys. So if you, you found this valuable, please, please help New Dad City podcast out and help us grow. But in the meantime, take care. I hope you guys are having a good week. Looking to keep continuing 2023 and end it strong going into a new dad year of 2024. And let's get it. And as always, keep on dadding, fellas. <laughs>